Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews on the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater, or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, or Friday for new episodes, and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On this episode, I am talking about the 2006 Indian film, Fana which I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it that correctly, but that's how I'm pronouncing it, F-A-N-A-A. This is directed by Kunal Kohli, and I'm going to butcher these names, and I'm I'm sorry, but I'm going to try and say them right. Uh, Shabani, Bathija, uh, Kunal Kohli, and stars Amir Khan and Kajol, are the stars of this film, is a... Sweet blind girl named Zuni meets a flirty Rehan. She ignores his fr- her friend's warning. It's it's her friend's time. It, it's her time to discover life. She this is I'm I'm just I'm probably nailed the names and now I'm butchering the English language. A sweet blind girl Zuni meets a flirty Rehan. She ignores her friend's warnings. It's her time to discover life. Is she making the right love choice? There we go. I nailed it. Nailed it. This movie is wild. This is a wild movie. As, you know, Indian films have been known to be wild. They've been known. There's been some movies where i think it's one thing then there's a massive change in the movie and it becomes something else there's movies where they're like okay and then at the end everything wraps up and it's like wow that was an amazing what they did was amazing and this movie is probably the most wild this is probably the most wild and i wanted i mean i'm a fan of amir khan that's why i'm watching these movies i'm trying to watch as many of the movies that are highly rated of his because I want to do a top five episode on, on Amir Khan films. And this is one it's been on my list for a while. Finally watched it and it is a wild movie. (laughs) It's a wild movie, man. Uh, there's a massive turn, a massive twist that happens about halfway through this movie. I will talk spoilers later on, right? But this is a non, I'm trying to do non spoilers. With this, I've got something in my eye that's bugging me, but this movie's wild and it's infected my eye. And uh, turn half like this is like almost a three-hour-long movie. Let me see, it's like two forty something like that. Two two hours and forty-eight minutes, about halfway through. Wild shift. Wild shift. And. I, lo- I really like what this movie was trying to do. I, I, I love big swings. And man, this is a big swing. And I would recommend this movie to somebody who likes to watch movies that take massive swings. 
I would recommend this movie to somebody that wants to see something that I don't think I've seen done. And I would compare this in some ways, definitely not to the extent, but tonally the shift and how like the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie feel like two kind of different types of movies. Right, the beginning of this movie feels like one thing. The end of this movie feels like another thing. The Titanic by James Cameron kind of feels like this. How the Titanic is like a romance story for the first half. And then the boat hits the iceberg. And then it turns into like this action movie. Right, But still, there's a lot of connected tissue. They're still on the boat. There's a lot of things. It doesn't necessarily feel like you're watching two separate movies where this movie feels like you're watching two separate movies which is wild and this movie starts typical love story good girl meets bad boy girl falls in love and tries to tame the boy's wild heart a lot of great shots of Delhi, where this movie takes a lot of this movie takes place. A lot of bright, saturated colors, very colorful movie. Then there's a massive events that change. There's a, an event that changes many events, kind of. A lot of crazy things happen really fast in the middle of this movie that changes everything. That is the massive swing. But I don't think it was very effective. And even though I was trying to be with it, I think ultimately it doesn't work. Like literally when the change happens, I felt like I had accidentally moved, hit, like skipped to another movie. Like literally there are actors that were never in the first part. The score is so much different. Every aspect, and when I get to spoilers, I'll be able to say exactly what the things were that made me feel like I was watching a different movie. But when the change happens, when the twist happens, it really feels like I accidentally skipped to a completely other movie. To go from a romantic film to a genre of film that is so far removed from a romantic film is wild. But I don't think they made it work. And like I said, kind of seemed like James Cameron's film, Titanic in a way. But not obviously not as well done. And I'm not even a huge fan of James Cameron film. I, I like the second half of James Cameron. I've typed, although I haven't watched it since theaters which, I don't know, 20 years ago, 25 years ago. I don't know how long it's been since Titanic was in theaters, but one of these days I'll go back and rewatch all of James Cameron's films for sure. But I remember that being the sense I got watching that movie that it was like this romance and then it turns into an action film. The story also becomes very different. The score becomes very different. So many new characters all of a sudden. While characters from the first part just kind of disappear. 
eventually to come back, but for the most part, it feels like you're watching a completely different movie. Like a bold decision to tell the story in this way, to really set up that love story, really set up that love story. And I wanted to like this movie. Huge fan of Amir Khan, a huge fan of the genre of film that it turned into, which I don't even want to say that. Like, I feel like that might even be a spoiler, the genre of film, which I'll get into in spoilers. But, and it probably would have been able to go along with the, the massive change if there weren't other issues. Like, I was, for the most part, once I understood kind of what was going on and settled into it, I was like, oh, let's do, I was excited. But then there's other things that fall apart in the very end of this film where I was like, I, you've gone too far, movie. You jumped the shark. You jumped the shark. I can't do it. I cannot do it. Chalking into those issues as well. And there's a lot I want to talk about. So let's just get into spoilers, right? I mean, I do like this movie. I like what it's trying to do. But the issues I had made me not. I tried so hard, and I just couldn't. I, I, this, this movie could have easily been one of my favorite Amir Khan films. If, if they had pulled this off, I would have been like, that's amazing. That is such an, that's so, so good. But they didn't. And only a few things would have had to change at the end. But whatever. Let's get into spoilers. Amir Khan, in the first part of this film, in the romantic movie that I was watching, plays like this cocky tour guide in Delhi. Gets fixated on this blind girl who's there with her friends. She's part of this entertainment, like this dance troupe. where They're going to sing. They're going to perform for the uh, Republic Day celebration. It's what they're in town for. And while they're in town, they're seeing the sights. And Zuni's going. And just the way they speak to each other, Zuni and Rehan, very poetic very poetic dialogue they're quoting things constantly back and forth very stylized kind of back and forth between them two and i kind of should have known something was up with how they were talking to each other and how very unique they were talking to how big that is just a, a big energy between them as well, which I'm I'm fine with that. I'm fine with like kind of these stylized like these people are so deeply connected that they're communicating in poetry. OK. And it makes more sense once I see kind of where this movie goes, this kind of big, exaggerated type of way of speaking to each other. And he only believes in needs and not love or feeling Right, kind of in some ways similar to his character in the movie I talked about last week, Dil Chatahe. Kind of this similar guy who's very protective of his heart. Very different characters, but at least as far as that, trying to not be emotionally connected to a woman. Where this guy doesn't misdirect emotional feelings into comedy as his character did in Dilchata Hai. This guy is like, he's more of a player in this movie. 
And I also feel bad watching this, which I thought was a romantic movie that like this woman is like being played, right? Like so many women that have been played by and and like grew up watching like romantic comedies where it's like the good girl goes with the bad guy and she's able to change him. She's able to make him change. And then you see in life how many like so many female friends of mine in life have dated and been relationships with had children with assholes and they think that they're going to change them and let me spoil something from the lives of people i have seen this play out every time i've never seen a man change never they have all turned it they get better at lying they get better at cheating their spouses kind of just mentally disconnect from them and sadly there's examples of them having kids thinking that that's going to change the dudes never seen it happen never not once i'm sure it does happen i've just never seen it and i feel bad for zuni because that's what this guy is and at least this guy's being open about it this guy knows that he's playing. This guy tells her to not get close, that he's a storm that's going to break her, or h- however he says it in his poetic way. And she's unwilling to listen to him warn her that she's only going to get hurt. So I feel bad for her because she thinks that, and she on some level is okay with it. Like there's at one point where she's like, we're only going to have 12 hours together. I realize that we're going to go our separate ways, but at least we'll have this 12 hours together. Right. And when they part ways, it's like, okay. But then he goes after her. Let's take a quick break right now to talk about are you a fan of original artwork and live events? Look no further than the Many Faces series by Ray Taylor and the weekly live stream over at youtube.com slash inspired disorder. This ongoing series explores the endless possibilities of the human face through abstract ink paintings on paper. Capturing unique expressions of emotion, mood, tone, and energy in just a few minimal features. Join me every Thursday at 4.20 Pacific Time as I paint live. Follow the Many Faces series and discover the endless possibilities of the human face. Don't miss out on this opportunity to be part of the action and own a piece of original artwork by me, Ray Taylor, Head to youtube.com slash inspired disorder every Thursday to catch the live stream and visit inspireddisorder.com to browse and purchase the many faces artwork. And now let's get back to the show. And it's that moment where they go their separate ways at that train station where it's like you see, okay, he falls and like there's it's very emotional between them and I want it to work. Right, because it's like this movie setting up this thing that doesn't happen in real life, where an asshole changes, a player changes his colors all of a sudden just because a woman's able to change a man. I mean, I'm sure there's examples of men changing, but it's only men that have decided to change on their own. I don't know of an example of a woman changing a man into a, a good guy. But anyway. So they say their goodbyes, and of course, right? Because this is the movie I think I'm watching, this romantic. Of course he shows up on the train. 
Of course, he asked her to marry her, even though they just spent a few days together. And because of her relationship with her parents, of course, she calls her parents for advice. Everything that she does, it has to do with words of advice that her parents gave or permissions that her parents gave. She's like a woman that's very, like, I trust my parents to guide me in life 100%. And they're supportive, which is something that you just don't see in so many American films where parents are supportive, especially, yeah, in films. Like, like that scene where she's calling her parents to mar- to ask permission to marry this guy that would have never played out that way in in uh, american film the parents 100 percent would have been against it at least half of them the dad would have been like hell no and it would have been up to the mom to be like calm him down because that's that works too <laughs> the, the wives calm down the irrational husbands But I thought it was refreshing that the parents supported her. And then we get to the point where this massive transition happens. Which just before that, right, before her parents even arrive, they're going to come to the wedding, right? They He ends up taking her to a doctor and finds out that she can have a retina implant replacement and she can see again. Which normally wouldn't seem weird, but knowing where this movie goes, for this to have before her parents even show up to this wedding, she is approved and going to go get surgery. And when she gets out of surgery, her parents will be there. That is the timing for this surgery that will allow her to see again. And in the background, after he like gives her his necklace because he's so worried like what if something happens i don't know here's a necklace in the background there's a story of uh the what is he in the background a new story about conflict like oh there's there's turmoil there's things happening and then the next thing you know the palace the president's palace or whatever explodes and I'm like what is going on now and this is where we get a lot of new things all of a sudden all of a sudden we are seeing there's a, a terrorist want Pakistan and India to leave Kashmir cut to Zuni getting her bandages off seeing her parents for the first time and Rehan's prayers worked right you did the prayers to make her eyes work they worked she can see but the next thing you know she's being escorted so the first thing she sees she sees her parents there the next thing she d- is she's being escorted to go identify rihan's belongings because he died in this explosion which has to be one of the most traumatic things to finally get the ability to see and one of the first things which she didn't actually do but i was thinking in this moment is like the one of the first things that she's going to see is her dead fiance but she never sees a body she just sees his sweater his like bracelets and things like that and that's how she identified the body and it's just like what is happening with this movie 
And now we're introduced to this counter-terrorism group. The score is completely different. This is where I felt like I watched, started watching a different movie. The score is completely different. We, the, this score gets really excited about this uh, psychologist named Tiagi. When we are introduced to... I don't know if she is a famous actress. I don't know if this is a character that is part of another series. But the score is super excited when we're introduced to Tiagi. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on. So now they're after... So it's like not even... That's the end of the romantic movie. For now. And now we are in a 1990s action terrorist movie right explosions gunfighting knife fighting parachuting out of a helicopter and snowboarding away like this is mission impossible movie tacked onto romantic beginning of movie and finding out that rihan is some super terrorist who changes his identity multiple times. Even in the scene where we see Amir Khan, he looks different. He looks like a he looks very different. Not only just does his hairstyle look different, he looks looks like he lost weight. It looks like I'm watching a different Amir Khan film. So that's why he disappeared. Which okay, so now I'm like if he if he's some super terrorist guy, why did he go on the train? And why did he propose to her? Why and he knew the parents were coming into town. Why did he take her to go get her eyes checked? <clears throat> if you're a super terrorist and you can't have the baggage of a wife or a partner, and that's why he had the whole I'm a guy of needs, and I can't be tied down by a woman. This was the reasoning behind it. He threw that all away for what? So that he can pretend to die in an explosion? To make it worse for her. They could have parted ways at the train station. She could have fucked off back home and just had this memory of this guy that she never heard of or saw from again. Instead, he goes to get her off of the train proposes to her has her call her parents to come out to the wedding takes her to an optometrist to get her eyes checked which leads to them going to surgery all for him to fake his death to get away i was like okay wow wow and then we just don't see her or her family until later i didn't even know if they were showing up because i was in a completely different movie which i was okay with i like the action I like Mission Impossible. You tie in like this big setup for this love story and then this I don't really buy I'm not really with you on this big transition. I don't buy he would do all of these things when he's supposed to be living this life of seclusion and anonymity. Especially like it's just I just it blew my mind. Huge tonal shift. He has this conversation with his grandfather about how he's the perfect soldier. He was distracted by a woman by for a little bit, which is that's fine too. But then he says she's dead. She's like, why? 
I mean, obviously he's trying to protect her, but it's like, if you wanted to protect her, why did you go on to the, tr like all of those actions from the moment he left her on the train, everything that happened from there to the explosion makes absolutely no sense. If he actually cared for this woman at all. And then clearly saying, trying to protect her by saying she's dead, which I like if they even attempted to, it's not like he faked her death. And then he does this apology to her picture apologizing for taking her off the train it's like no duh dude what do you think was gonna happen and he's some super soldier terrorist guy why would you ask her to marry him if you know who you are knowing her parents would come getting her eyes checked i mean i love the massive swing i it's like wow this movie is trying something it just does it feels like it really feels like two movies they tried to it's like we have we have these two scripts we have this love story and we have this action movie and i think it would be really amazing if we could put those together because it would be if this was effective and i think they could have done this movie in a way that would have worked and it wouldn't have involved all of those the, that chunk in the transition like, it could have been him letting her go, but then because they spent that time, she is embroiled in this thing. It could have been him trying to fake his death to get out of that thing, and then he kind of being brought back in. Just the, the way it goes doesn't make any sense. And it's also very weird to see Amir Khan as a villain, right? I buy him as an action star, buy him as the kind of douchebag player kind of a guy but i don't buy him as a villain necessarily because I, I have sympathy for this guy throughout the entire movie even though he's a terrorist even though he's trying to do bad things trying to steal nuclear warhead but all at the same time because i'm so sympathetic to amir khan and also because of my ignorance with global politics and all that stuff the idea of Kashmir wanting to have independence and that is why they're trying to get this warhead to force these other countries to allow them to elect their own leader and have their own independent state. I'm like, okay, maybe that's like, I, that sounds like, it sounds like just justifiable. Sure. Okay. You that want independence. I sure. Yeah, do it. So I like that aspect of it probably ties in more. If you're from that area and familiar with other things, obviously terrorism's never good, but at the same time, it's like, I don't, you know, perspective really can define who's the terrorist and who's the patriot, right? Um, but it's, it's just hard for me to view, see. I would love to see Amir Khan in an villain. I'm sure he could do it. He definitely plays douchebags quite a bit, or at least characters that are considered douchebags at first, but then once you get to know them, like in Secret Superstar. Let's take a quick break from this episode to talk about attention, attention all, all Ray, Ray Taylor, Taylor show, show fans. fans. We're excited to announce we've just released a line of exclusive merchandise featuring original artwork inspired by the show. Our high quality shirts and biodegradable phone cases are a perfect way to show your support 
for the show and make a great gift for any fan. Plus, with each purchase, you'll be helping us continue to bring you great content. So don't wait. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com now and check out the full collection. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll show your support by grabbing some Ray Taylor Show merchandise today. And now, let's get back to the show. And then this movie jumps ahead seven years. And it fully turns into like this action movie where the terrorists have to steal this trigger to get the nuke. And of course, they're bringing all there's like multiple triggers. So they're bringing all these triggers to Delhi to keep them safe. So, of course, they got to steal the trigger while it's in transport. Very Mission Impossible, James Bond action movie. There's a scene where he poisons. He's on a helicopter with people. He poisons everybody he p- pretending to be somebody else. And then he literally skydives out of the helicopter just as it explodes with a snowboard attached to his feet. And then next thing, he's snowboarding away from snowmobiles. He gets somebody off a snowmobile. I love the action. I love him in the action. I love all that stuff. Stunts, snowboarding, snowmobile, guns. Got it. Sure. Action movie. Buy it. In. Let's see where this goes. Can they bring this together? Complete 180 in movie. Shot of adrenaline from this sappy romantic movie to action-packed movie. Whoa, big change. I was like, I can't wait to see where this goes. Like, I'm, I, like, I'm able to let go my issues with how it transitioned. I'm in the transition. I'm excited to see what happens. And then he gets stabbed, shot. He's injured. And now the, sh- the movie jumps the shark. Starts to ju- just like, okay, okay. Because I can only let go of so much reality. Because he's like, he's dying. He's walking through the middle of nowhere. Snowy mountain. Comes across a random cabin out in the middle of nowhere in the snow. And guess who answers the door? That's right, Zuni. And guess what happens? She she yells out his name. But she was, and in that moment, I'm like, how does she know it's him? He didn't say anything. She's never seen him before. Come to find out, that's the name of her seven-year-old son. Weird. Of course, the son is named, that's his kid. But for some reason, she was yelling for him when this guy shows up. Because, of course, why wouldn't you want a seven-year-old to come over and give aid to this soldier who's bleeding everywhere? So, confused with that, took me a while to realize that the son's name was uh, Rehan as well. Especially since the son refers to himself in the third person constantly. There are so many times where he is saying, Rihan likes you, Rihan likes Rihan because Rihan is, it's like, what is going on? Like, it just makes it even, and not only is it confusing for me watching it, it's confusing for Amir Khan's character because his name is Rihan, or at least she thinks his name is Rihan, but she doesn't know that that's him. But then this kid is constantly saying it. So he's constantly like, wait, are you talking to me? No, that's you, right? It's just so ridiculous. So ridiculous. 
And when I saw that scene, I was like, how does she know I'm flipping out? It's like there, she didn't feel his face. She like he didn't say his. maybe she he said something. And she recognized his voice, but it's like she didn't have sight. She never saw him in her life. She has only ever felt his face. She has only ever heard his voice. And it's been seven years. She spent a few days with him. Chances are that she, she I mean, she doesn't recognize his voice. But in that moment where it seems like she's, she's yelling his name and she's yelling her son's name, I think it's meant to throw the audience off, but it only makes things confusing. And also, I mean, I love Amir Khan in this. as an, I love him. I buy him as an action star. But I've seen him more jacked in other movies. I would assume if he was going to be in an action movie, he would be more jacked. Not that he's not in good shape, but I've seen him more jacked. But it is what it is. Like in the in that wrestling movie, Dungal. Dude is jacked. What's the opening scene of Dungal? He is jacked. That Amir Khan in this movie would have made, would have, I mean, would have made more sense of him as an action star. And despite this kid constantly referring to himself in the third person, he is charming. He is an adorable kid. But that referring to yourself in the third person, just it's just like so confusing. Unnecessary. I do like that he calls him dead man. That's fun. Yeah. Almost makes up for it. She still wears his necklace. She's got his stuff out when she's like cutting through something. I don't know. So she's still hooked on him. And there's the moment where he finally reveals who he is. And it's a powerful moment. And he's clearly been dancing around the whole thing. And he finally comes clean. And she almost goes crazy. As she kind of finally puts it all together. Great performance from her. I think the acting in this is great. I just think the writing is like, man, it just needed. It's like it feels like first draft in, in a lot of ways, like a few more passes blend this together better. And then he's got like fighting with like the dad finds out and they fight and the dad dies. And I'm like, oh, well. Like, I, it's like, I think the movie realized as they're going along, it's like, well, their bond is pretty close. And I could see just them staying together, even though he's a terrorist. But adding in the fact that he gets in this scuffle with the dad and the dad falls off a cliff. And then somehow, co- a lot of coincidences, somehow, coincidentally, she's on a frozen river where the dad under the ice floats by and she just happens to look under the ice. You want to talk about so many needles in a haystack just being accidentally come across is insane in this movie. But that was like all of those things that happen at that. End. Once he finds her house, I was like, oh, no, this can't be. This cannot be. I never bought Amir Khan as a bad guy. Uh part of me wanted them to just be together right i like the first half i did like and i even like the second half i was on board with the second half as the you know action spy movie but when it random starts to stumbles on him in the middle of nowhere it's just it's the beginning of the end there are so many things that are just like i can't it's pa- piling up instance after instance of coincidence that just doesn't make sense that that would happen 
So, you know, it is what it is. I enjoyed what this movie's trying to do. I just don't think it works for me. You know, it is a wild movie, so I could see. I'm sure this movie has loyal, devoted followers because it is such massive swings. And it is really fun. Don't get me wrong. I just happen to be watching a lot of Amir Khan films where I'm constantly comparing them to each other. And this one, let's just say there's five other Amir Khan films that I like more than this one. But this is a wild movie. Wild. Wild. This movie went in complete opposite directions. I mean, try to talk about a date movie, right? Where you go to a movie and the beginning part of this movie, the dude on the date is like, what am I watching? And then the second half, the chick is like, what am I watching? (laughs) Right? It is a wild movie. Uh, I wanted it to work. And it tried, but the the end, just too much. Wild film. Um, but yeah, I could see why it's it's a popular... I, it's, it's crazy, man. I want to see it work. Like, I like this idea. I want to see it work. And I'm sure there's a movie out there where it works. If you know this movie, let me know. But thank you for tuning into this episode of The Ray Taylor Show. I hope you enjoyed my thoughts on Fana. Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new movie and TV show reviews. And join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on YouTube.com slash Inspired Disorder if you're watching this. Until next time, enjoy the show. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.